how long can you expect a woman to be licking on your balls or your butthole, <laughs> you know? This is the TRT Community Podcast, where we discuss all things testosterone. What's going on, guys? I'm Brandon, founder of the TRT Community. Nope. Founder of the TRT Community, host of All Things Testosterone. I'm here today with my buddy Mikey. What's up, man? What's going on? How are you? I'm great. We just chatted with Ken, but you guys will hear that next week. Uh, today, this episode's brought to you by Let's Get Checked. You can check out their at-home blood test kits at letsgetchecked.com. If you use trylgc.com slash TRT and the TRT25 promo code, you get a discount. So check them out. They're the ones that... Um, they gave us the kit for you to stab yourself and drain your blood. And uh, those are the results that we're going to kind of talk about today. Yeah. So pretty cool company. They mail it to you. You stick yourself. You bleed out. You mail it back to them. And within what, four days? I think it was like two and a half days. Two yeah, and a half days later, four. you got your bloods. Yep. Cool. Uh, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and check out testosteronepodcast.com if you're looking for TRT info, studies, or if you need to find a doctor. The TRT community is a Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash TRT community. Uh, 30,000 guys just bouncing ideas off of each other that are TRT related. Basically, we're patients helping patients, and um, there's some doctors in there too. Pretty cool place. You don't have Facebook, or you'd probably be in there. I would be on there, but I... Uh I don't have Facebook. <laughs> I just said all of that. You just repeated back to me what I said. Yep. I did. <laughs> did you know that you should be drinking your pee? What? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I saw a TikTok the other day and it said that uh, urine contains stem cells and people should be drinking their own urine or other people's urine, I suppose. Anyway, you should be drinking any urine you can get your hands on. I think I'm going to get my stem cells from somewhere else. <laughs> but you don't even know, like, you know, you don't know how many stem cells it's got or if it's got good stem cells. Yeah, I'm not drinking piss. It doesn't. It, it's got minimal stem cells. Okay. They're there, but it's not the <laughs> it's not the best, most direct avenue to get your stem cells. Yeah. So we're, we talked uh, last episode about the, the Kia situation, mm-hmm. and I don't remember where we left off, but I think it was something like, uh, this new owner or the, 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 the uh, previous owner is going to work with us, you know, on the pricing and paying for this new engine that we're going to need, et cetera. Um, since then we confirmed that it is a broken rod and that it does need a new engine. And he was going to work with us on that. But then I was contacted by a man named Devin Smith. He is a shop owner out of, I think, Alabama. And yeah, he messaged me and he was like, hey man, Kia had, you know, a million mile warranty on some of these cars. What's your VIN number? Let me look into it. And I gave him the VIN number. At first I was like, this guy's going to come try to steal the car or something. But yeah. I gave him the VIN number anyway. <laughs> and uh, he came back and said, I talked to my guy at Kia and that one has the million mile warranty. So you need to take it to a Kia dealer sh- uh, dealership ASAP. Nice. And then I did. And uh yeah, sure enough. Kia's putting a brand new, span- a brand spanking new engine in that thing for zero dollars. That is amazing. Yeah, I uh, I got an email from them this week. They're they're it took a while for them to locate the engine. They had to have it shipped from Korea, but um, they got it and they're putting it in right now. Like probably Sweet. probably right this second, they're finishing up. 
but they sent me an email and they were like, Hey, here's a list of things that we recommend you do while we have it. I'm like, yeah, of course you do. So <laughs> it's like $800 worth of, you know, miscellaneous, uh, cabin air filter type stuff. Oh, and I was, yeah. was like, no, thanks. Just, just put the free engine in please. And then yes. I'll, I'll do the others. Yeah. Sometimes I get self-conscious. I think those guys hate me because I only take it to the dealership whenever it's free. Yeah, right. <laughs> free stuff. Well, I mean, you have to because it really was. It was 800 bucks, and it was engine air filter, cabin air filter, transmission or uh, coolant flush, rear brakes. I'm 95% sure that's it. And it was it was $800. Yeah. And so, I mean, I can do the brakes for 65, yep. <laughs> 65 bucks. I can do the coolant flesh for, you know, 20. So, no, I said, I appreciate it. Now I'm going to use your report. Oh, there was a serpentine belt in there, too. So, oh, okay. a $39 belt, maybe yeah. $59 belt. Yeah. But anyway, no, it's like, no, I'll, I'll do it. I'll use your report to uh, prioritize what I'm going to do to right. it. So, yeah, I reached back out to that guy and, you know, was obviously super thankful because this is a. It's a four thousand dollar engine plus labor. You know, it's mm-hmm. not cheap. It's a turbo version, and it it would have it would have been a six thousand dollar bill probably. Yeah. And um, offered to buy him and his buddies at the shop barbecue or something, and he refused. Absolutely refused. <laughs> I was like, no way. Wow. I listened to the podcast. You're not giving me anything. Oh, so, that's crazy. Shout out to Devin Smith. I uh, I could at least look up what his shop is called and maybe give him a little plug. Yeah. From what you said, this guy sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, I was just messaging with him today. He had some questions. Uh, He's the owner of Smith Auto Works out of... That can't be right. Oh, yeah, it is right. Okay, Bonifay, Florida. So I guess, you know, Florida, Bama Shore right there. He's bordering the two. But, yeah, Smith Auto Works in uh, Bonifay, Florida. Definitely if you're in that area. Devin seems like a super honest guy. Shout out. Shout out. So we've got your lab results. Um, we do. Let's look at them. So in, when, what's the date on these original ones? That was July of last year. Okay, so July of 21, and your total T was at 226. Yeah. So it says low on this lab. What did the doctor say? She said that it was low. She said that it was a little below the normal range, which she said 300 to 800, I think is what I remember. Uh, between 300 and 800 was the normal range, um, which sounded pretty off to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because I had known several guys, and their target was 800 to 1,000 that yeah. are on TRT. Yep. Yeah, so... Uh, even she wanted me to get my levels up to 300 and she would be happy with that. (laughs) And yeah, it didn't sound right. Yeah. And that unfortunately is, is the answer a lot of doctors give you. Um, you know, if, if you, if you're at 299, if we can just bump you up to 300, you'll feel great. Everything will be, and that's just not, you know, if you feel bad at 299, realistically, you need to double it or more, you know, to, to actually feel better and get benefit from it. Yeah. So then Let's get checked. Sent us those lovely at-home testing kits, and we bled you out and sent it away. And I think I said I thought they were going to Britain, but turns out where'd you send it? California. Yeah, yeah, overnighted to California. I'm pretty sure that they were in England originally, and maybe they've branched out, and that's why it only took two and a half days. Because the last time I think it took a little longer. Mm-hmm. 
but then your total T was what two two seventy one two seventy one. So what did I say it was the first time? Two twenty six. So well, well, you've improved. So yeah. congratulations! You no longer need testosterone replacement therapy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Um, and I don't even know if it was anything that I've done. Uh, like I said, I have looked into several different things, um, sleeping better, getting on a routine, exercising, eating better. Um, and yeah, all that brought it up 50 points. Almost, almost made it to 50. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all been in the last year, right? That you've started doing all that stuff yeah, and you've, yeah. did you, did you say you've lost 50 pounds? I have lost 50 pounds. Yeah. And I feel great in so many different ways. Yeah. Uh, losing that weight has been huge. Uh, but I still am not at where I want to be like mentally, uh, my focus, um, my energy, all that stuff. There's so many different areas that I would like to see improvement. Mm -hmm. Uh, but not to say that I don't feel so much better than I was 50 pounds ago. Right. But yeah, it's the, the mental clarity and the mental aspects of things and the, the fatigue probably that would improve for you. Yeah. You don't want to lose more weight, do you? Uh, not, not much more. I'm down to like 200, 205. Um, I want to see what 190 feels like. I haven't been 190 <laughs> since like middle school. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cute. Hefty kid. It'd be real cute. <laughs> <laughs> so where are you at in your treatment? You, I mean, you mentioned talking to Ken over at Matrix. What's going on? Yeah. I sent in an email or, um, just did some stuff on the website, applied. Um, he sent me an email or Matrix sent me an email pretty quickly about, next steps. So I haven't gone any further than that. I need to uh, get into that, reread that email. And they're very thorough yeah. in, in all their information. It seems pretty simple. Mm-hmm. I just haven't done it. Yeah, it is simple. And, and they are thorough. There's a lot of information there. I wonder if that's a turnoff, if you get, if it's information overload. How would you feel about that? Uh, it was at first just because I read it like at 11 something at night. And I was falling asleep while I was trying to read it. So I was like, oh, my gosh. But, um, no, I read it the next day and very clear, very thorough. Um, and uh, I just got to make time to do it. How's your wife feeling about TRT? She is more on board now than ever. Uh, so that's exciting. Um, we did talk about uh, a little bit of the um, the cost of it, just uh, what that would look like. Um, just talking about how we would manage that. Uh, and it seemed in the email like that it could be fairly expensive, but I think that's just I need to look more into it and talk to someone because they were talking about, a, uh, what was it, a 10 milliliter vial mm-hmm. cost this much or whatever, but that vial would last yeah. for a student or several weeks it's going to last almost certainly a minimum of 10 weeks Mm -hmm. up to 30 weeks depending on your dose you know if you're taking 200 milligrams a week then that's going to be 10 weeks if you're taking half that it's going to be 20 weeks and there's some guys that take you know 75 milligrams so yeah yeah it lasts a while and that's that's what matrix does differently than a lot of clinics a lot of clinics will charge you a much more manageable smaller fee um, every month whether you need anything from them or not mm-hmm. matrix charges that large 225 for a vial of testosterone mm-hmm. but they don't charge you next month or the month after that or the month after that mm-hmm. as long as you're you don't need more medicines you, you know yeah, yeah yeah so it's 
It's more out of your pocket up front, but it's not that much. A lot of these clinics are charging one ninety nine a month, regardless wow. of what you need from them. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So, um, what do you think shifted in Amy? Why is she more on board now? Um, I think just part of it was because this hasn't been something that has just gone away. Um, like it's not like a fad for me. Um, another part of it was she did feel more comfortable that I was trying to do things naturally, Yeah, trying to get better sleep, trying to eat better, exercise more. Um, and she can see that it's still not necessarily working. Um, and then honestly getting to know you guys, hearing you talk about all these different things and just having confidence in knowing that there's someone else that knows so much more about this yeah, and is kind of helping guide me in this whole situation. There's 30,000 of us in the Facebook group. Yeah. I need to get on it. <laughs> there's man, if you did like, there's so much going on in that group there, you would probably spend days just doing searches and looking at questions. And some of them are real dumb, but a lot of them are like, there's a lot of guys in there that are way smarter than me and just can breeze through all kinds of complicated questions. Yeah. That's cool. So I wrote down uh, porn affects brain because me and you talked about how porn affects your brain. Do you have any, what, what, what are we doing there? Do you have anything about that? Um, I have not necessarily like studies or like specific scientific resources that I can go to. But, um, like I said before, this is something that I've struggled with since I was about nine years old. And um, so the way that it affects affects the brain um, just with dopamine. And um, I watched this video about how the, the way that your brain looks while you're watching pornography or in, in the addiction of pornography is the same as a crack addict. Wow someone who is fiending for this drug, that is how your brain fiends for pornography. Wow. Yeah. So so to clarify, me and you are both um, against the worldly stance that porn is, gr- is good, is okay, is something mm-hmm. to be used. Like we both come from a place of it should probably be avoided. Mm-hmm. And whether it's a, a spiritual heart thing or a marriage issue, like I think you could almost separate those things out completely. And we could just look at the scientific data about, you know, what it, what it does to your brain and mm-hmm. what you're saying. And, yeah. you know, the, I guess, the fetishes and and the things like like guys guys become dependent on stuff like that and then they they can't achieve an erection without it you know or they yeah so i think that i think that we need to talk to some sort of expert about this cuz i'd really like to dive real deep yeah. about like what it does to your brain and your body and like how it affects mm-hmm. your sex life and your you know just all kinds of stuff we could talk to like six different experts on different topics about it, you know, Mm -hmm. marriage and, and yeah. 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 That'd be cool. cool. Um, I did hear something, uh, like I said, this is not, I don't have all the evidence in front of me or whatever. Um, but the way that porn has affected the, the youth, the younger generation, Mm -hmm. just with it being so readily available, I heard something, I don't even know the number, but a significant portion of young people, young adults, like you typically think of uh, teenagers being 
uh, hyperactive in their sex life or um, just wanting to have more sex. But this, they're finding that this generation now is the first generation that, or one of the first that doesn't really crave sex. Wow. And that is, I don't remember if they're theorizing or if they have evidence or it's kind of pointing them to porn addiction. Yeah. And less and less, fewer and fewer young people, specifically boys, are wanting to have sex. Wow, that's profound, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I bet it's coupled with the fact that, you know, gone are the days of manual masturbation. There's like all kinds of guy sex toys out there. And uh, yeah, from fake dolls to fake vaginas and fake, I mean, I'm on TikTok, regrettably. But there's (laughs) like, there's, you know, like videos with these moving apparatuses, apparati, you know, it's like, you don't, you don't, not only do you not need a woman, but you don't need your hand and you don't even need your hand to hold some sort like it just, it'll do it all itself. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. It's real nuts. Uh, you asked me the other day about TRT causing a vasectomy to fail, right? Yeah. And I don't know what you came up with. The study I came up with was from 1996. <laughs> so I don't, not to discredit it just because it's older, but yeah. from what I saw uh, was that while on TRT, for the most part, people are sterile. Um, yeah. The doctor that was uh, kind of going over all this was basically advising that men not get a vasectomy who are on TRT, who have been tested oh, wow. and who have come back sterile because from what his stance is, is that you won't become fertile if you're already sterile. I probably would not risk something like a life yeah. on that because yeah. I don't know the science behind whether or not you, I, I can't imagine though that, that you're sterile one day and that you're not a little bit less sterile the next day if the only introduction there is TRT. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, I mean, there are plenty of stories, guys in the TRT community that knocked up their wives while they were on TRT. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like what he's saying is like, you start TRT, then you get tested. And if you're at zero, then you're good. Yeah. But why, why risk that? You know, mm-hmm. I don't scary. know. But yeah, I mean, he, he's not wrong or the study's not wrong. Like for the most part, TRT does really make it difficult to get pregnant, but it is not a hundred percent. So be careful. Be careful out there. I had a vasectomy and I was like one day that just popped into my mind, like, holy crap, do I have to get another vasectomy? (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't horrible, but it wasn't pleasant. How was it? Uh, I think I, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. And so the first day I was just moving the day of, I was moving around, my wife was just saying, you know, take it easy. Let me do this for you, waiting on me. And I was like, no, I'm fine. And the next day I was like, oh, this hurts. Yeah. This sucks. Wow. Um, yeah, work, I do manual labor. And it took about two and a half weeks, maybe three weeks to be able to lift Yikes. the same stuff without feeling that pull in my groin. Yeah. Yeah, Ugh. yeah I have not not had a vasectomy. Um, I'm assuming that you did it. You did it to avoid Amy being on like birth control because that stuff's real bad, yeah, right? Yeah. So uh, I agree. Like it's it wrecks women, you know. Mm-hmm. But 
Kayla has to have an IUD for some other medical stuff. Mm-hmm. So like if she if she's already got to have it, by all means, yeah. you know, if one day the doctor's like, all right, you don't need this anymore, then sure, go ahead. I'll have the vasectomy. But, yeah. but in the meantime, <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah. <clears throat> I got to back up and talk about the, the porn um, thing. I feel like compelled to be um, a little bit more honest. And I, um, I've talked about this a little bit on the podcast, but I don't ever, and this was year and a half ago or so. And I don't ever remember if I got like fully descript about what was going on, but there was a time in my life where, um, I was watching porn regularly and using, uh, masturbation toys, Mm -hmm. like, uh, the vagina one, you know? Yeah. And, um, I, I couldn't orgasm without it. Mm. And it was like, even with sex with a woman, a woman person, a real one, not the yeah, I I couldn't I couldn't orgasm. Yeah, uh, and this went on for for a while until I finally thought I wonder I wonder if this is it. You know, mm-hmm. a few months mm-hmm. thought I wonder if this is it, and I threw the damn thing away. And sure enough, that was the only thing that changed. Wow. Yeah, and yeah. it you know I've never been like a one minute man, but it hasn't been an issue since. Yeah. So I thought that was I don't know if it's the common probably a combination of the porn and the fake vagina but oh, yeah. yeah they're bad news <laughs> i've heard so many so many things have come up recently um i don't remember how long ago this was but i was looking into it and there was so much evidence about so much data showing that porn is good for stress management and testosterone and all these different things how um, everything i read was positive about porn and then once I don't remember, maybe a few, five, six years ago, started looking into it, looking into it even more. Um, and all that is like junk science. Yeah. Um, most of that stuff has already been debunked. And like I said, we're seeing the evidence in the youth. We're seeing the evidence in young men, 20s, early 20s, early 30s, can't get erections anymore mm-hmm. because they are so programmed. They have programmed their brains to only... Um, be aroused by virtual yep. uh, porn, virtual yeah. sex. Yeah. I've got a friend that experienced that when he was in high school or maybe just out of high school. Mm-hmm. And now he travels the world, or at least I uh, say friend, I, he's an acquaintance. Mm-hmm. I think he travels the world. He used to, and just like give seminars and one keynote speaks about, you know, the effects on the brain. So I wonder if we yeah. could get him on the show and, awesome. and kind of dive into it. I'd love that. Yeah. He, his story is pretty compelling. Yeah. I don't know if I told you this before, but I, whenever I kicked the habit, kicked the addiction, um, I was on this crusade. I would invite a bunch of guys over my house, show this video about porn, and like... I thought this was going a different direction. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think? I thought you invited a bunch of guys over to watch porn with you or something. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, no you never told me this. Go no, ahead. but yeah, I would just be on this crusade of like we have to stop this because every one of them watches porn like there's no doubt yeah yeah yeah. so how long how did you quit uh at first it was just cold turkey just um me me and amy went through some crazy stuff um and she was hurt by it i felt extreme remorse and so it was easy the first few months which was crazy because for years I had tried to kick the habit. I had said I was going to stop. I stopped for, you know, weeks, months at a time, so many times. 
but it always came back. And um, so, yeah, it was it was wild that I was just for months not. I mean, I just stopped. I told myself I was going to stop. I was never going to do it again. And I stopped. And then uh, it just it's a beast, man. Yeah. It comes back and that these uh, somebody described it as pygmy darts. These little ads that you see, billboards, commercials, uh, magazine covers, all these different things just kind of knit at, pick at you. Mm-hmm. And um, it just builds up, and you don't guard your heart. You don't guard your mind. And all of a sudden, it's there. It's in your face. You're searching for something that you shouldn't be searching. Mm-hmm. and Or like me, I was. Um, so then I just I put a, uh, a filter on my phone. Um, first it was Covenant Eyes and now it is, um, uh, what's this other one called? Um, Ever Accountable. Um, and they're, they're really good, uh, filters. Um, they, you can set accountability partners to send emails to. So if you ever mess up, um, or if you search for things that are restricted, uh, it just sends an email to the guys or whoever you have as your partners, mm-hmm. um, and they can check up on you. Just ways for people to to be involved, involve more people, yeah, keep you accountable. What would you say that has done to your marriage? Stopping? Uh, it has definitely uh, caused more intimacy, um, and I say intimacy, not necessarily sexual intimacy, mm-hmm. but just closeness uh she definitely has been able to trust me a lot more um i have a lot more uh respect from her um just in that way that i have done this for our family um and uh yeah it's it's definitely improved our marriage and you probably pursue her in a way that you didn't pursue her before, mm-hmm. not just physically, but uh, intimately, emotionally. Yeah. Like I know that there's, there's been times in my life where I don't, I don't just not need sex. I don't not need all the things that stem from sex or that lead up to sex, you mm-hmm. know? So then it's just like this wall or this distance that's created. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And not to say that I, that's, that's still a struggle for me is the pursuit of my wife. Um, I'm not, great at that but it definitely helps now that i don't just have this release that has nothing to do with my wife yep um and so now i do pursue her yeah and it 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 may sound crappy but even if it just serves as like a physical reminder you know just kind of scratching at your ear like Mm -hmm. you need to pursue her because you you need something Mm -hmm. you know but it, it you both win yeah yeah and and i think that a lot of times that can be the initial kind of deal for you um i i like that now it's it has turned into i pursue my wife because i want to pursue my wife and that it like porn is not in the back of my mind like i want to pursue my wife but i got this thing that i can fall back on if she rejects me or whatever or even just in the sense like no, I don't want to run to the grocery store with you mm, yeah. because I want 25 minutes to myself, yeah, you know, so yeah. I can go rub one out while you're gone because I don't think I'm going to get laid tonight mm-hmm. and that kind of mentality. Yeah, definitely. I've noticed with Kayla that we we go almost everywhere together. Mm-hmm. And a big part of that is because I don't need that 30-minute window 
mm-hmm. to take care of myself. Yeah. And I've never said this out out loud to anyone except for her, but I, you know, from the age of whatever, I don't know, 10, 12, something real young. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I bet you I looked at some form of pornography, pornography, I don't know why I said pornography, <laughs> pornography every day of my life. And up until, up until I met her, you know, or married her anyway, like then, and it, and it, I don't know how, well, I mean, I kind of know how, but like, I didn't struggle with it. I just kind of looked up one day and was like, I haven't watched porn in like two weeks. Mm. What the, what, you what, is something wrong with me? You know, and look back on it now. And luckily, I guess, because stopping wasn't something that was even on my radar, you know, it just, it was kind of a byproduct of this different type of relationship that I've, that I've got. Yeah. It was just done. That's great. That's a huge blessing. Yeah. Crazy. Because, I mean, same as you, it, it was in my life every single day. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, in, through my entire first marriage, watch porn every day, mm-hmm. every day, you know, whether I was having sex or not, every day. Yeah, yeah. And then just gone. Yeah, I did have a point in my journey where I thought I was good. I thought I could do this on my own. So I took the filter off and I don't remember how much time passed, several months, um, but like I said, those little pygmy darts kept hitting me and coming at me from all over the place. And for about 16 months, I fell back into the into the addic- addiction and um, had to confess that to Amy. And we went through our, our stuff, our uh, kind of, I guess, like me apologizing and she forgiving me. Um, and I put the filter back on. I met some new guys, got more accountability, um, and yeah, it's been it's been a while now. Yeah, so, it's been great. So, are you still accountable to guys or to Amy or both? I have tried. Um, yeah, not not so much with Amy anymore. That um, it's more to the guys. Um, if I have to talk to Amy, I will talk to her. Um, but she has laid that at the feet of of Jesus and just basically said like Jesus yeah. take the wheel. That's and not hers to control. Yeah. You're going to do it or you're not going to do it. Right. And, yeah. And so she's just kind of relying on me talking to these other guys, talking to other people outside of her just because that was a huge burden to be putting on my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was very hurtful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree that's <sighs> It sounds harsh to say that's not her role, mm-hmm. but it's not you can get that accountability elsewhere and yeah i like that yeah yeah i know for me that one guys don't talk about this kind of thing so so you feel sick you know and you feel like like there's something wrong with you and maybe there is but what what's not said is that every other guy within any distance of us right now is doing the same thing Mm -hmm. it's that rampant you know it is everywhere Mm -hmm. so i think that guys should talk about it more and the benefits, you know, you, I would say I've never been as um, physically, emotionally affectionate or romantic or desired or desire um, anyone th- than the way that I do my wife right now. Mm-hmm. And one, I mean, I think it's easy to say, well, you're newly married, possibly. But I've been in new relationships before, and this is not, not the same, you know. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then also... 
yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with it, but people, guys don't talk about it and it changes the course of a marriage and it takes it to this, like, I don't know, this level where we're on the same page and I want her all the time emotionally yeah. and physically. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, you asked me, or we were talking about big no, no recently. And then you kind of made a connection that, you know, his dad, did you watch any of his videos? I didn't. <laughs> so I started this one video and then I forgot about it, but yeah, this guy looks legit. Yeah. Uh, he's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. We'll just move on to the next topic. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I wasn't expecting you to, but you knew, um, of, Paul Thomas, right? Dr. Yep. Paul Thomas Dr. is Paul. Noah Thomas's dad and Noah Thomas. I'm, if you haven't checked out Big No-No on YouTube, he's he's where I got a lot of my good information from when I was first starting TRT. And he's got all kinds of good videos. You have to go back some years because a lot of his stuff now is about like mental health and alcoholism mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. But yeah. definitely worth checking out. Yeah. Oh, look at this. On my list is penile desensitization and or delayed ejaculation. And I talked about my story I didn't even, I forgot that was on this list, but I just talked about my story with that. So that's something that a lot of guys complain about when they start TRT, Mm. um, that they have a hard time orgasming, orgasming, and it can be real. And, um, a lot of times HCG helps with that and there's various supplements you can take, but I don't know why it's on this list. I just wrote it down. So that's all I got to say about it. That's interesting. Yeah. Something to look out for. Yeah. Well, a lot of guys benefit from it. You know, it's like it took me 40, 14 seconds before and now I get a solid four minutes. So they're excited about it. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I mean, I've always been not that guy. Like I I say, unfortunately, like it, there've been times in my life where it was like real work Mm -hmm. to achieve an orgasm. So, Not good for everybody. Yeah. Where do you fall on that scale? Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> no. uh, it, it's crazy. So I was just actually talking about this with my wife. Um, but before quitting porn, it was it was work. Yeah. Like you said, it, it was not an easy task. Um, and at times that was that was awesome, uh, just because like mm-hmm. you know you enjoy having sex. Um, and now, since I have quit, I have noticed a significant reduction in the amount of time mm-hmm. that it takes to reach yeah. orgasm. So, yeah, that's, I mean, and it's not really a complaint either. Right. Uh, yeah. So. Here's what I've found. When it takes, if it takes 20 minutes, mm-hmm. that's a long time to be doing one thing. Mm-hmm. Um if it took half that time, 10 minutes, that's still a long time to be doing one thing. But I feel like a woman is a lot more likely to be doing that one thing for 10 minutes versus 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. So if you, you know, yeah, I, if you can go five minutes, congratulations. There's a thousand other things you can be doing to prolong the event. But if you want those real freaky things done, you can't, you can't (laughs) expect them to be doing stuff for 25, 30 minutes. That's crazy. You know, I read this, I don't remember where I saw this, but I read an article saying that seven minutes was the, like, ideal time. Yeah. Yeah. Seven minutes of, like, actual penetrative intercourse or from start to finish sexual experience. This article specifically was talking about start to finish. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's real fast. Yeah. No, I I don't know. I don't think, yeah, (laughs) that's too much. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I like a good 25, maybe. 
I don't, honestly, I don't know. I don't know how long it takes. I feel like yeah. I black out and I wake up and it's, it could be four hours. It could be four minutes. I don't know. Yeah. I, I looked at the clock one time and I was pretty disappointed. I thought it was a <laughs> lot longer. <laughs> yeah. how, how long are we talking? About six minutes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. From start, from like the, hey baby, how you doing until you were done? Uh, just, I think it was a little bit different than that. It's like rolling over like, hey, you want to? Yeah. Yeah, let's yeah. go. And then six minutes later. Yeah. But like in the moment, it was like, oh man, that was like 20 minutes. And yeah. Look over, like, what the <laughs> heck? I will say that, uh, you know, going back to the, if it takes 20 minutes, you know, you're much like, I'm talking about the, the freakier stuff, you know, like how long can you expect a woman to be licking on your balls or your butthole? <laughs> you know, I mean, let, let's be honest that, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I've, I've timed some things and, and it's like, oh, that was, that was six minutes or that was five minutes. That's not nearly as long as if I felt terrible for you down there, but <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't that bad, you yeah. know? So maybe it is me blacking out. <laughs> Uh, I I think we're good to end there. I think we've talked uh, talked enough about butthole licking for a bit. What do yeah. you think? Yeah, several episodes. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the TRT Community Podcast. You can find us online at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash TRT Community. goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.